talk to you this morning about preparing for the harvest. Because God has a harvest, I believe, that he wants to bring in in these last days before he comes. And uh, I want us to begin by reading in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. And it's talking about Jesus. He says, but when he saw, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as a sheep having no shepherd. Thus he said unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Father, bless your word today. Let it come alive to our hearts and lives in the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. From time to time, I believe we need to be reminded, we need to be challenged that there's a harvest out there. Yes. There are people that need to be reached. Yes. Jesus, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. See, when we have a lack of compassion, we're not moved. Yes. I'll say it again. When we don't have compassion... Then we're not moved. Amen. Compassion is what moves you. Amen. Jesus looked at everyone as not having a shepherd. Can I say I believe everybody needs a spiritual shepherd? Yes. If you don't have a pastor, there are people outside of these walls, people that you and I know, they don't go to church. They're not a part of a church. When somebody dies, they don't have a pastor. Right. They try to talk to somebody else. You know a pastor. You know somebody that can do a funeral. You know somebody that can help out. Because they don't have a shepherd. Right. They don't have a pastor. Amen. God wants everybody Amen. to have a pastor. Amen. And I believe God wants to fill these seats yes. with people that don't have a pastor. Right. I want to be their pastor. Yes. See, I want to encourage them. I want to be there for them. Right. God's placed that in my heart. I care for yes. people. Yes. It doesn't matter about your background. Yes. It doesn't matter if you've been in jail or not. It doesn't matter if you've had addictions in the past. It doesn't matter about your past. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, educated Amen. or uneducated. Loves you and he wants you to have a pastor. Right. See, Amen. Jesus, he wasn't really, when we look at Jesus' heart, he always was for the down and out. Right. He wasn't for really the Pharisees that thought they had it all together. He was drawn to people that nobody loved. Amen. He had a heart for the broken, he had a heart for the bruised. And Jesus was moved with compassion. To those that couldn't feed himself, he took the loaves and the fishes and he, he blessed it and he, he fed them. Jesus wasn't in it for what can I get out of this? But he was always loving people, encouraging people. You notice who he ministered to? He ministered to the woman at the well that nobody would want to have anything to do with. Didn't have very good uh, luck with relationships. She'd done been through several men, and Jesus 
reached out to her and ministered to her. He was always trying to help people that were down and out. And what motivated him was his love. And see, God's put within every believer's heart a love, a compassion for people. And if you don't have that, then I want you to check yourself out. Because God gives us a heart for people. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves where we came from. We didn't wake up all of a sudden, you know, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit from two years old. But most of us, we got a past. We got to remember where we come from. See, it's good to remind ourselves where we come from and to have compassion on people that are struggling. Do you know anybody that's struggling? Do you know anybody that's tired of the pandemic? Do you know that people, they're turning to other things to try to satisfy them, to try to get some kind of relief, to try to get some kind of peace? Understand why people are turning to alcohol, turning to drugs. They're trying to get a little bit of relief from all the pain and all the anxiety. They're scattered about like a sheep having no shepherd. Amen. When we look out, we should see a harvest. You say, well, they don't have any interest for God. They don't have no desire for God. How do you know? It's all your perspective. Jesus says the harvest is plentiful. Some people will say, well, the harvest ain't that plentiful. They don't have no desire for God. See, we so negative. We so full of unbelief that God can't save. What does the Bible say? That God is able to save to the uttermost. Nobody's too far gone that God can't reach down and come to I remind you, didn't Jesus say, is anything too hard for the Lord? He was a shoe salesman. He went to Africa. And he looked around and he seen nobody there wore shoes. Yes. He's like, called back to corporate office. He said, nobody wears shoes here. I might as well just pack up and go home. Yes. Shortly after, another representative from another company came to Africa, the same place, looked around, and he's all excited. He said, man, we got potential here. There's thousands of thousands of people, and none of them have shoes. Look at the opportunity that we have. It's all a perspective. Yes. He looked around and said, man, there's so many people that aren't in church. There's so many people that aren't living for God. There's so many people that don't have a shepherd. Amen. Look at the potential. It's all how we look at things. The results isn't up to us. It's up to God, isn't it? God just tells us to lift up your eyes. Look for the harvest is plenteous. But the labors are few. Let me ask you that. Just looking around here this morning, <clears throat> are the laborers few? Yes. Or shouldn't every 
one of us be laborers for the Lord. Amen. Every one of us. That's just not the pastor's job to win people. It's all of our job. Right. Amen. We all need to do our part. Amen. Right. I know you're not shouting me down this morning, but that's good. It's still good. Amen. We need to be motivated by love. Look at verse 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. Amen. We need laborers. We need workers. Amen. Amen. I don't I don't know any pastor that says, well, Pastor, I just got too many workers. I've got too many laborers. Do you need some? They're all saying we, we need more people to help. We need Amen. more people to get involved. Amen. Amen. I want us to look over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul's talking to the Corinthian church. He's talking to the Christians. He said, how do you know that? He says, he starts out with, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for you're yet carnal, fleshly minded, in other words. For whereas there is among you, how did he know they was carnal? He said, among you there is envying. We got the wrong, we got Corinthians instead of Corinthians. But that's okay. Y'all listening, right? It's all good. First Corinthians 3, 3. For you are yet carnal, for whereas among you is envying, strife, and divisions. Are you not carnal? And walk as men. There's no place for envying, jealousy in the church. Amen. We should be happy Amen. when our brothers and sisters are blessed. Amen. Amen. Shouldn't be strife, shouldn't be division. He said, You walk as men. For what? For why? One says, I am of Paul. Another says, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? One says I'm Baptist, one says I'm Methodist, one says I'm Assembly of God, one says I'm Church of God. Are we not carnal? See? We're not broken into little bitty groups. We're all one in Jesus. See? We don't take, I mean, thank God for our denomination, but I don't worship my denomination. I worship Jesus Christ. You're not going to get up into heaven and it's not going to be broke up yeah. in little groups. That's right. We're one in Jesus Christ. If we know Jesus Christ is our Savior, we're one. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And I believe in sound doctrine and I teach sound doctrine. But can I just pause here and say, you don't have to have all your doctrine right to make heaven. That's right. That's right. Okay? While doctrine is important, it shouldn't divide us if we disagree. That's right. Whether you want to sprinkle or emerge in baptism, it's not it's not a divider. If you want to sprinkle, I'll sprinkle some water on you, but I won't put you all the way under anyway. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Do you believe? 
Yeah, I believe you're trying to drown me. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter by whom you believe. Right. See, they was debating. Paul was saying, some says, well, I got saved under Apollos' ministry. Well, I got saved under Paul's ministry. But they're just mere men whom they believed. Amen? Yeah. That's who they believed in. Yeah. But he's got a point here. I'm, I'm getting there. Verse 5. Who then is a Paul? Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos that ministers by whom you believe, as the Lord gave to every man? So neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth anything, but God that gave the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his labors. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. Paul says one, one, one plants, one waters. We all sow seed. If you want to harvest, you're going to have to plant some seeds. Right? And when you share your faith with somebody, you're planting seed. Right. You're telling them about what God has done in your life, how that he's changed your life, how he's came in and made a difference. And he's, he's life's so much better now that I'm serving Jesus and I'm just so much happier. You're just planting seed. And when you pray for somebody, you're watering that seed. Yes. You're praying, God, open up their spiritual eyes. God, work in their life. God, bring them to you. You're watering that seed. And God's going to reward you for that. But what he, the whole meat of it is, he that plants, he that waters, it's not really about you. You can't save anybody. That's right. But it's God that gives the increase. Amen. So God gets all the glory anyway. Right, but you know, it needed that labor. 
I mean, it, it can be a right to lay it on the vine, but you got to go pick it. Yeah. Or it'll fall, on the vine, or fall off the vine and rot it. It'll do no good. Yeah. And people were just, and you might not see it, but there are people that are really just hurting in, on the inside. They're just all tore up. But I mean, they're, they might get drunk on Saturday night, but, you know, they're trying to heal the pain. They're just hurting. That's right. And they they're saying, I wish somebody, I wish I could find some help. I'm just so tired of this. I'm so miserable. I wish somebody would reach out to me and, and help me. But nobody cares. Amen. But then you say, you're talking to them and they're telling you their problems. You say, I'll pray for you. I hate to hear that. Pray God does something for you. Yes. By the way, we're having a friend day next Sunday. I thought, I'd like you to come and be my friend. I like that. See, they, they say, I like that, you know. Because they're ready, yeah. and you don't know it, but you'll never know it if you never ask them. Yeah. That's, right. That's, right. That's right. Might not look like they're ready yeah. on the outside, but you never know what's going on in their heart. That's right. That's right. They might just be tired of it up to here with That's it. That's right. Searching for answers, searching for peace, just wondering what's the use. But I wish somebody here would be moved with some compassion. That we could get our eyes off our problems just for a little bit to look around us and help somebody else. Because there's sheep out there that don't have a shepherd, don't have any hope, don't have any direction. But God's going to use you to make a difference. We'll never have a harvest without planting and watering. But God will give the increase. John 6, 44. He says, no man can come to the Father, or come to me. Jesus is talking. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draws him. Says no man. No man is going to come to Jesus unless the Father starts drawing by his Spirit. And I will raise him up at the last day. John 12, 32, and if I, Jesus is talking again, and if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. When we start lifting up Jesus, the Spirit of God, Starts moving in people's lives. How do you lift up Jesus? Tell, tell somebody what he's done in your life. That's right. It's not that complicated. I used to be down and out and trying to do my own thing. I was miserable. Trying to find peace. Couldn't find it. But then I found Jesus. And he changed my life. He came in. He, he forgave me of all my sin. He came into my life, and he's been helping me ever since. Thank you. While I'm not perfect, I ain't what I used to be. And he's changing me day by day. Amen. He'll make a difference in your life, too. Amen. I mean, that's lifting up Jesus. Yes. I didn't do nothing. Accept it, accept it. It's not that you're going to ever be good enough for God. You can't save yourself. When you start lifting up Jesus and what he's done in your life and how that he's changed you, 
Everybody's got a testimony. You've been through some stuff. You passed the test. Share your faith. That's sharing your faith. Share your experience. Everybody's got an experience. It's not preaching down at anybody. It's just telling them what God's done in your life. And he said, if Jesus be lifted up, then he would draw people to him. See, when we start lifting up Jesus, people start saying, well, that sounds, maybe he's done it for them. Maybe he'll do it for me. That's right. They might not have enough faith to begin with, but maybe they'll have a little bit of hope. Well, maybe he might just do something for me. Yes, hallelujah. And he will. Yes. He's no respecter of persons. All them that come to him, he will in no wise cast out. He tells everybody, cast your cares upon me, because I care for you. Tells everybody that. He wants to help everybody. He wants to be there for everybody. He's our true shepherd over everybody. I'm just one of his many under shepherds. I take my orders from him, see. But he's our shepherd. He cares for his sheep. He cares for you this morning. I want to read one more passage of scripture in closing. Acts 1.8. And you shall receive power. Say power. Power. After the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. In Tekoa, Easton, Ali, Martin, Livonia, and all of North Georgia. And I'm just paraphrasing, but it. That applies to us today. Yes. Everywhere we're his witnesses. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to witness. That's where our power comes from. Yes. Power to witness. Yes. Say, so, hey, good witness. Well, you need the Holy Spirit to help you. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to let my light shine. Help me to share my faith with somebody today. He'll help us. Y'all want to hear the truth? Yeah. Even if it hurts? Yes. If we want to really get to the root of the problem, what many of us are afraid of is rejection. That's right. What if they don't accept me when I tell them what Jesus has done for me? What if I'm rejected? Nobody likes to be rejected. We just pack up and get in our little room and not tell nobody. We're like undercover Christians, you know. <laughs> but he gives us power yeah. to be a witness. Yeah. Be yourself. Just be who you are. You don't, if you're not, you say, well, I'm not a preacher. What if they ask me something that I don't know about the Bible? Just simply be honest and tell them, I don't know. I can't answer that question. But I know God what he's done for me. I'm still learning. See, we humble ourselves before God and say, God, use me. See, we just have to humble ourselves a little bit. Don't wait until you get it all together and know everything before you share your faith. Because you know what? I still don't know everything. I'm still learning. 
There's times people ask me a question. I say, I don't know. I'll have to get back with you on that. But that's not the main thing anyway. The main thing is God's done something in my life, and he'll do it for you. And I'm not being preachy. I'm trying to help you. I love you. I care about you. Give Jesus a try. Because there's one day all of us are going to stand before God. Amen? We're all going to have to stand before God. It's appointed on the man once to die and after that the judgment. One day we're all going to stand before God whether you think about it or not. Whether you deal with it or not. It's coming. So let's be prepared. I believe there will be a lot of people on judgment that say, Pastor, I'm glad you told me that, even though I didn't want to hear it at the time. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you listened because I needed to hear that. Yes. And there will be people that you talk to that will say, I'm glad you talked to me and told me that. Yes, Lord. I didn't want to hear it at the time, but I took the heart what you said and I listened. Yes. And you're right, and I'm glad you did because I did something about it. And if you wouldn't have said nothing, I don't know where I, if I'd have made heaven today. Yes. Stand with me this morning. Preparing for the harvest. Are we prepared for a harvest? Are we planting some seeds? If you plant seeds, you expect a harvest. Sometimes you reap where you don't plant. Sometimes you plant over here and the harvest comes from over here. But God's the one that gives the increase. And it's my prayer that God use every one of us this next week to win somebody, to have an influence on somebody. And it doesn't matter if you see a, a harvest this next week or not, but you're going to plant some seeds. Keep on casting your bread upon the water. It'll come back. Keep planting seeds. You'll see a harvest. Amen.